Hey, I'm Ron Wojcikarski, and you are listening to the BizDab Daytona Area Business Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Episode 5 of BizDab, the Daytona Area Business Show. Today's guest is Ron Wojcikarski. He is the broker of Wise Home Realty. And he is also the host of a podcast called The Black Hole of Real Estate, which I think is a fantastic name. So before you go listen to his podcast, make sure you subscribe to this one so you'll be notified when new episodes drop, which is going to be every Tuesday. Meanwhile, you can find us at bizdabbizdab.com for all the show notes, contact information, etc. Follow me on Twitter. Glenn A. Sanders, that's Glenn with one N, A. Sanders, and we have a Facebook page, finally, the BizDab Facebook page, so find us there. Ron, welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be here. So let's get right into the outlook on real estate 2021 in Volusia County. The best place to start would be inventory. Yeah, how about that? The inventory at this time is almost 40% below what it was just a year ago. And that was a low number because if you trace back before that, it was probably 20, 25% below the year before. So we are in a really tough inventory position. And it hasn't stagnated the market, but it's presenting some opportunities that we haven't seen, I don't know, probably in 15, 20 years. It's, it's super low in the inventory. There's not much to look at for those that want to move right now. And it's creating some issues that we really have to be creative with. So it's a seller's market. And is there a price range that we're seeing less inventory in? Yeah. Yeah. The sellers definitely control the market, I'd say, for the first 15 days. And this market is a quick swipe. So if you are not under contract in the first 15, 20 days, the market is telling you that you're probably priced above where the market is because there is huge pent-up demand right now. So that's a big thing. As far as price points, the median sales price is in the 250 range for most of Volusia County. And of course, there's certain pockets a little bit more, a little bit less. But I can tell you right now, the market below 150 is almost non-existent. You may find a few properties and they are in, they are serious rehabs in there or perhaps a very small efficiency condo or maybe a one-bedroom or a condo tell. So below 150, there, there almost isn't a market. And certainly nothing beachside. No, and even if the someone was looking beachside, if specifically in that price point, what, as you look at taxes and insurance, that sometimes and perhaps association fees that pushes the budget in the wrong direction, you might find the right price. But by the time you get to some of the parts, then it gets beyond a tolerable monthly uh, monthly fee to own those places. The knock-on effect of that too is that I'm working on a rehab project right now, and getting construction done is a monumental task just just based on availability of materials are one and a half to two times what they were supply chain has really been greatly affected and that's if you can get them at all i had a slider on a rehab that i was doing on a condo and it took about two and a half months just to get the slider in and then time more after that to actually get it installed labor is up dramatically as well perhaps two to two and a half times what it was so to do a project in 2021 might cost you one and a half to two times what it would have cost you just two years ago. And you have to feel lucky if you can get a good contractor to show up these days. Tell me about it. I don't mean it as a dig on them. They're just all busy. They're super busy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. super busy. And I have a lot of friends in the business. They'll estimate a price so far beyond what somebody would actually want to agree to. 
in in the thought that okay, hey, I got too many jobs to bid. I'm going to shoot them this price over here. There's no way they're going to accept it. And the consumers come back, we'll take it. And then, of course, they're wide eyed, like. I can't believe it just I can't sold believe I just got that. Yeah. It's an odds game, right? You've got a, a market full of cust- potential customers out there. If you shoot a high price out and only one of them takes it, you've pretty much hit a home run. I don't think it started out for a lot of them that way. I think right now what they're saying is, look, it's a $4,000 job. I'll tell them it's five grand. I won't get the work, and it's okay. And then people are saying yes. And for the consumer positions, look, at four grand, five grand. I want it done this year. So they'll pay right. it. We bought the house a year ago. The one of the bids got three bids. One of the bids was a hundred thousand more than the other two. So obviously we didn't take that one. But mm-hmm. so with this lack of inventory, who's who are all these buyers? Who's buying? Who's coming down and buying everything? It's, it's interesting. I don't care if it's a good market, bad market. Even in the financial crisis, people were still moving, and that's really what drives a real estate market. It's people want to move, and there's a reason. I think we all found in 2020 that the space we had was either perfect or not perfect. And if it was imperfect over time, so okay, at some point we're going to move here. And there's pressures where we can't necessarily wait until the perfect moment hits to move for adding to a family or I mean, divorce rates are high. And uh, there's a lot going on right now. And there's babies being born. There's people moving it together, moving apart. People, It's different. Are, are we seeing more regional, local, pe- local people upgrading regional moves, or is it mostly it's, out of town it's, moving it's down both, here? It's both directions. It's absolutely both directions. You're in a five-bedroom house. You're the only two people in there, and you haven't. It's two-story, and you haven't gone upstairs in three months. And you're home to realize <laughs> when you're working all day long. You go home. You hit the kitchen. You go to the TV or something like that, or go read. You don't. Re- you're not home. You don't realize you don't use those rooms when you're there and realize. Look, at, we use like one third of the space here. That's a candidate to downsize. Now, somebody else that's working from home that never was. and They might need that one-third of an extra one-third You one probably of can space. only work at the kitchen table for so long before it's not disrupting the rest of the house. Hey, can you be quiet? I'm on a Zoom right now or right. I'm on a call right now. In the bedrooms, that works to an extent. At some point, you realize, okay, I may be working remotely for the foreseeable future. That's a good reason to move to. And there's a million reasons to move, but those are just a few that are coming to the forefront. Now, people from out of town moving here, I mean, it's... it's- historically at least beachside been retirees are we seeing more younger than retirees moving down here because they can work from home and hey this is a great beach to to live on i think you see some of it but i also believe there's you know there's walkability and some of our younger clients want to be in walkable areas so in new smyrna beach you know flagler ave or canal street even beach street in daytona is you know somewhere in the revival stage and even up in ormond by the bridge there's some walkable areas where people are looking at those so that's important to them a sense of community and could be dog parks or being you know, near you know, something, you know, some of the arts, that could also play a role. When you think about being in the condos, if, if you're a pet owner, that could be restrictive to you as well. And monthly fees, the ability to get up and go could get to it. But at the same point, if you're not going to be home or travel at some point, maybe doing some rentals out of there. There's a whole mix of it. It's not the first place that the, I would say the, I don't know what generation you want to throw in there, sure. the younger set. It's not the first place they're looking at the condos. But a lot of the townhomes and things close to shopping, yeah. So let's talk about interest rates. With a new president, with the markets up, but the economy is not. So where are we with interest rates and the potential of interest rates rising? It's pretty low right now. Yeah, I I would say that you just tossed me the hot potato, so let's go with it. The uh, interest rates, super low. And it's been a product of years and years of trying to control inflation, keeping rates down. And it's worked. You'll see it in this market right now. The reason this market continues to thrive is that the rates are at an all-time low. Inventory is also at an all-time low, and that's driving prices. 
whether it's towards the new construction side of things, which is you know, experiencing a lot of delays and a lot of cost increases, or it's just simply someone that wants to you know move, get a super low interest rate, and if prices are up you know eight percent like they've been in the last year, you're thinking, geez, you know, three hundred thousand dollar house is now three twenty five. The rates came down from three to two and a half. Payments about the same. So as far as affordability, that really didn't change. And you're going to have a lower rate, so you you may pay less over time for the property, even though you paid twenty five thousand more. So sort that out. Sure. And so what's going to change? And and I think it's on the horizon as interest rates increase and with the policies going in place, that seems likely to happen. That's going to have a direct effect on the market. And let's just suppose for a minute that we go from all time record low inventory to a little bit more. It would take double or triple what we currently have available right now to get back to where we were just 30 months ago. That's what I was going to ask. How, yeah, that's, we're that's so far from happen. normal. Right. That's not going to happen overnight. But if you want to play this out over 2021, and if we're having the same conversation a year from today, I might say, hey, the inventory level is twice what it was, and the rates have gone from 25 to 35 Purchasing power is down at some point. That could have some corrective action in the pricing of homes. But it may not be what people are thinking. It may not be that house that went from three to three twenty-five went back down to three or even lower. What it might mean, as opposed to an eight percent increase in home prices, you might see two or three. I don't know that we're going to retrace. And if we saw a correction of five percent, that would be seemingly pretty dramatic. This market that would was be not, pretty huge. This is not. This was not a run-up that was built upon those liar fake loans where you know if, if you had a pulse and you could sign a document, you got a loan. That was that was two thousand eight crisis. Sure. This this is not that crisis. It's built on reasonably sound fundamentals, and well, the loans put, are almost always put, full doc. And there's been mechanisms put in place to keep that from happening again. Anyway, the, at least the writing of bad loans, which leads to. The issue of qualifying for loans, because as we sit here, I personally am trying to refinance and finding it challenging because I work from home, I own my own business, I don't issue myself a regular paycheck. The bank told me that, one of the banks, one of the big banks down here, told me that they are just so backlogged that they've upped the interest rate to slow down the applications of applications for loans. Yeah, that's a thing. I was in banking for I don't know seven, eight years. It's one of the. It's actually brought me down to Florida. One of the one of the ways that you control the pipeline, if you will, the workflow, is when you have a full pipeline. You've got two choices: you can hire more people, invest in training and time, and go beyond what your peak capacity is. But then you've got to maintain that, or you can make it a little bit more expensive to shed some business, or in the event that people say yes to it. You're paying your folks overtime. It's, and the, same, it's so, the same principle we were talking about with construction. If it, is, it rates a little the, bit, somebody's going to take it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When, when, hey, you know, when somebody wants something, that last little bit's not going to change. And when we're talking about the interest rates right now, we're talking about the difference between two and a half and three, or let's face it, in the run-up, the interest rates were between six and 7%. Sure. And the market ran really hard and really strong. So the difference between 25 and 3%, it, it's something, but it's not that much in the grand scheme of things. But what you're going to find is this. The full doc loans that are pretty much everything these days, it's pay stubs, tax returns, checking your reserves. If you have a 401k, they want to know, you know if you work the same job for the last two years, has it changed? Has it been a chase of income or the type of pay that you receive? If you've changed jobs, you may have to reestablish with a new company for you know a couple of pay periods. 
in order to get those new pay stubs out there with the offer letter. And if you're self-employed, a lot of us ran into this last year. They suddenly said that, hey, you've got great credit. Your financials the last years are super strong. We would like to see your P&L for second quarter 2020. <laughs> Most P&Ls don't look too good from 2020 in the second quarter. No, they sure don't. Yeah. And they're looking for they're looking for stability. When they look at that P&L year to date, and there's especially last year, it's like, okay, hey, I know you were solid the last two years, but right now, you're not so solid. And like, yeah, but it'll be fine when this is over. And like, that's not how the banking world works. You're not good right now, or you're you're not as good. Right. So you fall to the lower standard. And so if your income and your credit was a certain, you know, the credit probably didn't change, but if your income was a certain level for the last two years, but right now it's lower, they use the lower value. And if you're not paying yourself a salary and your P&L doesn't line up with that, because you can pay yourself a salary and then lose the same amount of money and still net to zero, because that'll right. flow through your tax return. For your adjusted gross, that's not going to help you either. Yeah, self-employed is, is a tough gig to get financing right now. Sure. It's also tough for a lot of people that are, that have lost jobs that that may need some housing and and that leads to the question of affordable housing in this market. Uh, mm-hmm. We've had a few episodes of the podcast here we've talked to people in the hospitality industry and obviously the Chamber of Commerce and one of the biggest problems we have is uh, the people that work that make the place hum can't find housing nearby mm-hmm. to to where they work. So or they're out of work. I mean, you're, you're talking about space they would lease as opposed to own? Sure. Yeah. I was going to say, because that's a real tough thing to have somebody in the hospital. I was I owned sports bars way back in the day, back in New York. But really, before there was such a thing as a sports bar, I was on really way ahead of the curve on that. Most of my staff, they were renting. They liked renting. They didn't spend much time there. Purchasing would be really tough. As far as affordable um, housing, and let's just say in the rental market, Rents are extraordinarily high right now. Sure. If it, it's far cheaper if the market to increases, rent, the rents increase, right? The conundrum is real simple. Your rental at 1700 bucks a month could be something you own for 1200 But unless you've got the down payment and the credit, the ability to get that mortgage, then you're destined to pay the $1,700, and you're not really saving anything because you're investing so much in a rental. And you probably – I see a lot, you know, there's a lot of roommate situations or, or shared space. It's not easy. It is, it's, it's a problem. Which pushes people further away. They've mm-hmm. got to go live in areas that are uh, further away from where they work and where they earn money and in, increase their commute, increase their expenses, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a knock-on effect, right? It's. I'm just watching right now, and with a, this is not a political show. I'll just say that right, gas was under 2 bucks a gallon, and now it isn't. Milk was right. under 2 bucks a gallon, and now it isn't. And I sure hope we're not back to the four dollar a gallon thing that we had eight, ten, whatever it was years ago, because that got in the way of things. The things that affect fuel prices are so varied. You could have a, a refinery fire somewhere, and all of a sudden prices spike for a couple of weeks. Let's close it out with your overall outlook on twenty one on this market. If we assume interest rates stay the same, and the Fed's indicated that they're not going to raise interest rates, what are we looking at for twenty one? I don't think we're going to see any dramatic increase in interest rates right now. It would really fly in the face of getting anything done in 2021 economically. So I I don't believe that's going to happen. I don't know that it gets easier for people to sell their home because of the uncertainty as a seller. The the low inventory has created this situation. And here's what it sounds like. You would love to move. And you know that I can sell your property fast. And you've been looking online and you've been looking with on our website 
and you're not finding anything to even look at, let alone purchase. So now you have this really tough thing to face. Okay, if I'm, if I can't even find something to buy, and I've been looking for six months steadily, and I put my house on the market, I've got what you know five or ten days to compromise on something that I'm going to live in for the next ten years. That's got a lot of people holding back from going on the market until the dam breaks on that. It's just going to be hard. This could be an inventory problem, not just for this year, but for next year. And yet people are still moving. So it could bleed into to 22. There's no question. There's, there's absolutely no question. Be, until sellers become comfortable, it's, I don't think it's a virus thing. I think it's a lack of inventory. It's, okay, I'm selling my house. Where am I going next? And if I don't, we're used to having five or 10 choices and then two or three. And now it's, you don't even have a choice. And every new property hits the market. We hey, we had one the other day. There was five offers on it. So let's just say it. One winner. How quickly? One day on the market, five offers. Boom. And all of them were escalator clauses and above the asking price. When you have a one winner, four loser situation, and I'm not calling anybody a loser, but all right. One one person that got it and four people that didn't. How's that? Right. Okay. So the four that didn't get the house, they're out the next day like, I'm not getting beat. I'm competitive. I'm getting a house. And then they bid the next one up. And now we got five more other people on the next property. As long as they're priced in the market, that's going to continue to happen. And you're going to continue to have this three, four people that didn't get the house. And they're super heated. So a new person entering, you know, the new fifth person gets in there. They're almost overwhelmed. Oh, my God, I offered the asking price and I didn't get it. Why won't you take my offer? It's like, because they're offering more. That's what this market is all about. Now, does that also force more rehab projects? Because people will say, I can't get what I want you know, cash in, for the cash that I have. So I'm going to buy this. That this project, that's I'm going to buy myself a project. It's a mm-hmm. little bit less. I can afford it, but we'll we'll upgrade it slowly. Are you we could. seeing more of that happen? I believe the house that's a renovation project this year at a certain price was probably a lot better version of it last year. We bought a beach condo last year down in Cape Canaveral, and we bought it, gutted it, rehabbed it, and my all-in price right now, what six eight months later. I can't buy an entry-level one that needs a gut for what I got into it. Jeez. This is just in the last six months, and, and you know, just, and, and we're happy with it. I'm not, and I'm not flipping it, but we, we could turn it, and we probably over-improved it knowing we are going to keep it. But that could have been flipped in some money there. But now I, I says, hey, we, we should do another renovation. It was cool. I'm like, we can't even get in the door a shell for what we got in totally renovated just from a short time ago. So the renovation thing over time would probably make sense if you're going to do it because right now the materials are not always going to be sky high. At least we think they won't. And perhaps labor comes down a little bit. So if, if it's livable or you can work on a little bit of your, on your own and get materials at a decent price and do the manageable things on your own that you can, that's probably not a bad way to play it. But with the financing, if it's too far gone in a certain area, if it needs a roof or needs something else, then you're right back. Can't get the financing or you can't get the, or you we haven't even yeah. talked about insurance. Insurance is getting really picky, too, because they don't like to pay out. Sure. T- yeah, tell me more about the insurance issue. There's all a lot of the insurance companies are not renewing policies. That's their way of firing you. We're just not going to renew your policy. We, hmm. we no longer have a carrier for that. What they're saying is there's enough risk in your area and have taken enough losses where they wrote checks on that they don't want it anymore. So as your house ages, and let's say your roof goes, you started your policy and it was a newer house and the roof was seven years old and now you've had it for 10 years and a 17-year-old roof that you haven't replaced – Right. They realize the next hurricane, they might have to write a check for you. We may not renew you. And then so cancel it now before they get, they get hit with the, the expense. Mm-hmm. 
and now you're back in the open market. Now they want you to go out and get a four-point inspection and a wind mitigation report. And they realize that, hey, you've got an old roof over here. You know, here's the cost of your coverage. Now, across the line, insurance companies are up 20 30% from last year's premiums on houses that are not in any sort of a peril or jeopardy. There's been a, just a giant increase in premiums across the board. And I've got a couple of friends that own insurance companies. And they're having a good year without doing anything. As long as they get the renewals, says we're making way more money because the premium went up and nothing really changed. Um, it seems like everybody that's making money are people that are servicing the real estate industry. There's a lot of hands in the cookie jar, right? That's now. right. <laughs> Whether it's the online portals or the tech firms that have come in to get a piece of the, the transaction, I think as a general statement, there's commission compression. And within that commission that's available, there's a lot of lead sources. Either you pay for leads or it's a referral system. It's also taking a bite of the apple. It's uh, nobody's complaining about the real estate industry, but... What it looks like on the surface is not necessarily what the the agents are taking home. Maybe like in the service industry, you're paying a certain amount for your, your dinner and drinks. That's not going in the server's pocket. They just get a piece of that, and it's pretty competitive. So, Airbnbs are a big market here, the uh, investment in Airbnbs. Uh, are we seeing it? If you ask me, in New Smyrna Beach, snowbirds, the snowbird level is low. There's definitely less traffic on the road. There's less people on the beach this year. So the, to me, there's less people traveling. Now, that's anecdotal evidence. But are we seeing people not making as much money or not or losing their investment in Airbnbs this year? A couple of things. So there's probably more people that are using the um, Snowbird rentals than we probably realize. And the reason there's less on the road is there's less things they can actually do. But the restaurants are you know not as open. Most people want to be outdoors. It's been unseasonably cold for a little bit. So a lot of people, are they're down here, but they're staying in. They're not as active because of the health concerns out there. So there's probably more down here than one would realize, but it's still down. If you own an Airbnb and we're banking on that quick turnover, it's hitting a lot of people. It's hitting the owner of the property. It's not getting the incremental rental, which the Airbnb, the whole premise was, Hey, I could rent it for fifteen hundred or two thousand bucks a month, but if I rent it out a hundred bucks a night, I can make twenty five hundred or three thousand bucks. So that differential is probably where it would have been if it was just a annual rental, if you will. But the servicing industry that goes behind that, the, the people that do the cleanings and the bookings and all those all those incremental pieces, they're out some income too. Airbnb is off. It, I don't believe that it's not going to be a thing. Cause people like it. They're just not able to use it as often as they want, and they would love to travel, but we've been through it. Maybe you've been through it. If you're thinking of going someplace, hey, it would be a great time to go to here or go to this place and go do something, go by the beach. But then you realize when you get there, you know, the restaurants aren't necessarily as open as you would like them for the hours that you would like. You, you miss out on what you can actually do. So I, th I think all indications are that we've this area has survived economically a little better than most because we are a regional destination as well, and we've lost all of our international travel into the area and probably a lot of the domestic travel, but at least regionally, if you're not going to take a big trip, you can drive somewhere and, hey, let's go drive to the beach. So hopefully that's kept us afloat. We'll get us through the next little bit of time here until uh, everything goes away. Well, uh, I think our government's helped us out with that, at least in Florida. They've kept sure. us open, and I'm sure there's been a lot of criticism against being as open as we've been. Some of the things that I see right now is that we're, our you know, our infectious rates are really not any higher. Place has been shut down, and our people have still been able to work. Hey, given the opportunity, I think most of us like to go to work. And businesses, which sounds crazy, but owners. we'd actually rather be out there working than sitting at home. Sure, absolutely. 
What if we look? I'm going to ask a, a newbie real estate question here. Looking five years down the road, let's say, I mean, do does do prices retract, or are we looking at here's here's the bottom of the future where we are now? Even if there's more availability on the market, are prices likely to retract at any point? Does that happen? Uh, it's not happening. We've set yeah. the new bar. Have we set a new bar? If you really look back historically, when did prices actually retrace? It's usually been some sort of an economic event. It could have been the, certainly, we talked about 2008, but the dot com thing, that was a thing. In 92, Hurricane Andrew, things like that were probably weather related. They happened for a while. But if you go to the SNL crisis back in late 80s, those are some big economic events that really shook the world, so to speak, at least the, the financial world. Those were big things. 9-11 really didn't stop the industry for real estate and for pricing, and neither did uh, COVID. Just, uh, just it, only affect, it only affected everything below Canal Street in, in Manhattan, right? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing it, else. It, it, it paused things a little bit, but COVID, record-breaking real estate year, people have adapted. It's really if they want to move. So it would take a big economic something crisis I don't know if to you shake can, the prices. I don't know if you can speak to this, but if you look at – so let's look outside of the area. If you look at major cities, New York, San Francisco, where people are leaving, are, are, is there a retraction in the market there? I, it will have some effect on pricing, but I believe that there's always somebody that's an opportunist that's going to want to go back into that area. We saw sure. it in, in New York City. You saw it in the commercial spaces. Where do investors go now anyway? If you're an investor, you're not going to buy here. You're not going to find the property to flip at the right price. No, nah, you're going to be opportunistic. I would say this. If there was a dip in Manhattan or L.A. or San Francisco or something like that, Somebody's on the other side of it. It's like, hey, look, just get me out. And somebody's like, get me back in. That happened right. in Las Vegas about a year ago. Price it. On the three major crises that I mentioned, financial crises, Las Vegas real estate retraced anywhere from 28 to 38% historically each time. And within a, it was a precipitous drop right away. And a lot of the guys that I know in hedge funds, I'm like, hey, they got the Vegas fast and they bought everything they could find over there because they knew that they're buying the dip, it would come back and it always has historically. There's evidence for that. So I would suggest that if there's a pain point and you can have the money to invest in those markets, and you see a dip, you know, when you buy, it could probably dip a little bit more. Where's the dip yeah, right now? Where is the dip right now? There isn't one. It's and not that's here, a, that's for sure. That's but but in, here. in Vegas, a perfect example. Vegas that was is, over fast. That was, we're just, in, well, it's Vegas. Well, the, the information is out there right now. And we just saw the, and I, I don't do a lot with the stock market, but the whole GameStop, I mean, there is there's such... An awareness now because of the speed that we communicate and information gets out there. If there's a dip in Las Vegas, there's no keeping that a secret. By the time you found out about it, you're already too late. So the opportunists are out there. So if, if there's a dip, be first and be fast and have your intel out there and have your cash ready is all I can say because it, it's not going that way. There's a particular property, and I'll just say it's in Port Orange, and it's listed below 100 grand, three-bedroom pool home, like 80 grand, which is unheard of and i actually went to see it over the weekend just for investors it needs a new one it, it needs it literally needs everything but it's on an auction site as well as on a real estate site and so the list price and, and this is by design it was listed at probably 80 grand and the auction that price, brings the eyeballs it was already up to 100 grand just over the weekend and we if you've ever done a spend a minute on ebay or something like that you know at the end all the bids come in it'll probably sell 130 140 150 needs a kitchen needs two bathrooms all flooring sure. the roof the whole nine yards 
you got a six-figure rehab going in there. So if you're trying to flip it, you, you legitimately may have more into it than you can sell it for by the time it's over. So it's not always the deal it looks like. So if you're, in a, if you're a real estate investor, which I am not, it seems to me a tough market unless you're one of those all cash, you've got a ton of cash in your pocket kind of investor. Uh, it's a tough market to be an investor. You're, you're going to struggle mightily if you're not all in cash. Have your contractors ready. The, the, the investors that I work with will be there in the morning. We'll write an offer on the spot. It'll be cash, short inspections or no inspections. They'll bring their contractors and quick closing. And they get outbid. And it's not that they're lowballing. There's no, what, for an investor, they, what do I have to pay? What's the cost of my rehab? What can I sell it for? What's my net? That's all. That's the numbers they're looking at. And so they've got their walk away prices on these. But if they're not fast, not going to happen. They're just too many people chasing the same rabbit right now. Speaking of rabbits and holes, let's talk about your podcast. The Black Hole of pod, of Black Hole of Podcasting. That there we go. Now we just come up with a new podcast. The Black Hole of Real Estate. So you, are you just talking about real estate in Volusia County or real estate as a whole? Investors. What are you focused on? Yeah. So you know, I I like to discuss topics that I believe are important to anybody who's in the, in the space of real estate. So we'll typically address the economic side. What what are the leading indicators right now? So wash, rinse, repeat with low inventory and low interest rates, those type of things. But what's affecting the market? We could be talking about you know, discussing the impact of insurance and can you buy a home on Beachside and can you get insured? Because if you can't, that's no longer a home that you're going to buy. That gets important. There's some industry news out there as far as what's changing. Zillow comes up quite a bit among realtors and, and consumers as well, which could, it could be your angel or your devil, depending on how you feel about that particular website portal. So that goes in conversation, the renovations and flips and the hidden costs of being in the real estate piece. So we touch on a wide variety of topics, really those markets of the moment. So on a weekly basis, you know, we're going to look at what's driving the market, what's the pulse of the market, or did something happen this week that was not newsworthy on a daily basis, but hey, I heard this a week ago and it's still a thing. Those are the things we talk about. So if I'm in real estate in Volusia County, I should definitely be listening to your podcast. Uh, you know, hey, what do they say? You know, it doesn't suck. <laughs> I mean, you know, give it a listen. So the black hole of real estate on a, uh, found on a podcast player near you, easy enough to search. Yeah, it's and on all the, pe- we made all the portals. We're, we're there. And if people want to reach out to you uh, directly for any reason, how what's the best way to, to stay in touch and to reach out to you? If they just want to peruse properties, then go to ronsellsthebeach.com, and that's our website. And if you click in there, you might get a call from our concierge just to check in, make sure your search is okay. If, if you've got some questions about the real estate market or the economics behind it, whether it's purchasing or if you've got properties that need to be managed, you can call my cell phone. It's 386-562-2651. You can certainly give me a call if that helps you out. Lots of ways to reach out. We're all the different social media sites and yeah, we're here to serve. And to we'll help. put all that info in the, we won't put your phone number in the show notes because sometimes the bots, the scam, the, the spam bots can pick those things up, but we'll, I'll put your email in there as well if people want to reach out to you. What, what, whatever works, I'm just here to help. Ron, I hope we can have you back on the show in, in, in uh, later in the year and do a recap of where things are and look back to see if any predictions were right and uh, what the future holds for 2022. Sounds great. Thanks, Ron. I appreciate it.